Hey, Glow Getters, I really need your help for a great cause to support my family member as he battles cancer and spread awareness regarding sarcoma. There will be a fish fry August 19, 2023 from 4 to 8 p.m. at Deuces Lounge in Philadelphia, located at 4200 Chester Ave. Tickets are $25. Let me know if you want to buy a ticket. Come out and have a great time and support my people. Donations are also very much appreciated and can be sent via cash app to Keith Carter. That's dollar sign K-E-Y-S-E-C-A-R-T-E-R. Thank you in advance. And I know my glow getters are going to show love because that's just how y'all is. <laughs> Thank you. Now tune into this week's episode. Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndra Kiera, and you are tuned in to an all-new episode of Just Let It Glow. We are stepping, you know, out of the 99 and going into the 100s. This is the 99th episode. Next week, our, we will be having our 100th episode. Um, I'm just so excited. I just didn't even, like, I keep saying this. I did not plan for the podcast to go this far. I had no real plans. I just wanted to try some shit out. And even, you know, this year, I wasn't too sure about how things were going to go, but it has been fruitful. It has been amazing. I love um, recording. I love the show. I love being able to get my thoughts out. So I'm hella excited. Um, Thank you guys for holding it down, listening to the last episode. I know I was supposed to record last week, but y'all, it sounded like I had a frog in my throat. I had... I, if y'all ever notice, I rarely ever get sick. Like, I'm rarely ever sick. Like, I have a really great immune system. I don't really catch colds. I have yet, you know, right hand to God, I have yet to get COVID. I have been very, like, healthy. Um, but every year, around the, towards the end of the summer, because of, like, air conditioner, I have, like, an allergy, like, with the dust or the dry air from air conditioners. And my throat was on fire for like a day. So then I had like all of the like congestion from it. And then I had sinuses. Like I could barely hear out my ear. It was just too much going on. And I, my, like when I say my voice is still not 100%, which is why I got my tea. But it sounded like I like dropped down like 20 octaves. Like it was bad like I'm like I'm not about to subject these people to hear this voice and not only that I kept coughing after like I would talk for so long um so I was I was on the struggle bus but thank you guys for you know holding hold me down as usual I appreciate it um I'm ready to get I missed like a good week full of topics it was just so much shit going on that I'm like, damn, I didn't even know this all was happening. Like, I I was mad that I couldn't even record. But, you know, we about to get into some things. So one of um some things that let's get into my life. Remember, you know, a few episodes ago, I was talking about, like, it's fuck around and find out season. And I was damn it. I was damn serious about it. I was just, I'm just in a point where I feel like I've done the work. I have been gracious. I have been kind. I have been more than understanding to people. I have, you know, really valued myself, valued my time, valued my spirit that I can't kind of keep extending myself in spaces that's 
where it's unappreciated at. And I didn't expect for it to kind of affect other relationships that I had currently in my life, but baby, that shit is affecting it. When I tell y'all, somebody had me so fucked up this weekend, like so fucked up. I wanted to slap this nigga in his face. Like I really wanted to fuck this guy up and I'm being very transparent. I was so irritated and it wasn't on a sense of like emotional, you know, heartbroken, you know, da, da, da. it was just like, y'all motherfuckers think like, it's just like, I had been graceful with so many people and this person in particular extended a lot of grace a lot of time and I just felt like oh so you just think like I'm pussy like I I'm like scary or something like my brain was like show the crazy side be your be that crazy bitch you know how to be like show them something like that's what my brain was telling me to do then the other side of my brain I had went to church and at church they were talking about you know using your enemy as your footstool, like not letting, you know, the enemy win, like letting God handle all of your battles and you leave it up to them. And I told y'all before, like I used to be very, very vengeful. I like when somebody do me wrong, I would be very vengeful until, you know, a situation happened. I ain't have time to get to exact my Scorpio revenge and pull them stingers out. And then life really liked for them. And I, after that, I stopped like trying to get back, trying to get my lip back. I literally stopped. But this weekend, I still wanted to get my lick big. I wanted to get my lick big bad. It was like, I had to, like, shake that shit. Like, I literally was shaking. I was ready to snap. And then I just remember, and I was going, like, y'all, I would have been on somebody mixtape the way I was going to go in on the phone, on a voice memo, whatever it was going to take. I was going to say that shit. I would have been on Drake's next album with this shit. I was going to say. But then I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to do all of that. I have had so many conversations. I have communicated well beyond the capacity, the capacity that's necessary. I had stood on my boundaries. I, I laid it out. I said the things that I don't like, things I don't fuck with, you know. And even though people be like, oh, you know, it wasn't that deep of a situation. It was to me. Like, oh, they didn't really do. They did it. Yes, they did. Like, don't nobody got to, like, fuck around on you or knock your head off just for you to be done with a situation. I gave boundaries, and they weren't respected. They weren't honored. My boundary isn't for you, you know. You aren't supposed to, like, I don't have, I have boundaries within myself. If you violate said boundaries, I, I can't punish you. I could just remove my access to you because at that point by me, Ignoring the fact that you disrespected my boundaries, I'll only be disrespecting myself. I'll be punishing myself. So I, you know, had to play ghost, play Casper, and just disappear. Like, remove that excess. And is it tough? Yeah, because people become fixtures and part of your life. But the other side of it is it'll be a lot fucking harder to act like somebody don't got you fucked up when they do. And I'm really like, and I'm like, I got to stand on this shit. It's really fuck around and find out season. We ain't doing no more explaining or contemplating or I'm not plea bargaining my fucking feelings. I feel how I feel. You ain't about to make me feel no different. If I feel disrespected and 
this is a trait of yours. Like this trait of yours, this is it, it has me fucked up. If this is just how you are and it doesn't work with how I am, I got to remove myself because that's just your personality trait. I'm not like that. We can't, I can't get you to change who you are as a person. You can't get me to change who I am as a person. So instead of us just keep communicating about the same shit that's just innate, I'm going to move myself from the situation. And it's tough because it's hurtful, but I really have to do this shit all across the board. There's other relationships in my life that I also had to kind of remove myself from. And what I'm realizing is I can't be in spaces too long with people that are at war with themselves. And over the summer, it has been a few relationships that have altered And it's just because I can't keep continuously ignoring the fact that I'm being disrespected. I can't get past the fact that I got to keep repeating the same conversations, the same conversations about, you know, how I'm I'm to be treated. I can't keep, keep this shit going on and on and on. And as hurtful as it might feel to others, shit, me being disrespected hurts me. You know what I mean? If I got to keep talking about the shit and talking about the shit with people or explaining why this one thing you keep doing is fucking is fucks with me, I got to remove myself, you know? And I think sometimes people just want you to accept them as who they are. I can't accept that part of you. So why would you want me around? <laughs> like that at that point, I'm punishing my damn self. Y'all know. Just a fair warning, I got me some hot tea because my voice is still not A1. So I might have to take pause this episode to sip on my little, you know, tea. But yeah, I just feel like, damn, like one of the hardest things is to place a boundary or place like some words out there, put some words in the atmosphere and really hit the stand on that shit. That's the hardest thing. Because we could all say like, Oh, yeah, no, you know, if this happens, this is what I'm going to do. If this happens, this is what I'm going to do. Oh, this is a boundary. Oh, this is, I don't like that. I don't like when people do that. I'm going to cut this person off. I'm going to do that. It's one thing. We can say all that shit until we blow in the face. But it's the hard part of standing on it. Like, I say this shit all the time about a job, like my old job. Like, when I say they had me fucked up and I said I was leaving before the year went out, I was gone. I was motherfucking gone. I stood on it. I was nervous as shit to switch jobs. But it was just like, uh-uh. They don't value me. They don't fuck with me here. I keep being disrespected. I have been disrespected numerous times at that last job. I have been undervalued there. And I had to remove myself. Like, whatever. I hope they're able to still thrive however they thriving. But, like, my life has elevated tremendously once I left it alone. And if I apply that to my relationships, I'll be great. Leave that shit in the past. Leave that struggle shit in the fucking past. Everything don't got to be no damn struggle. And sometimes you just got to put yourself first, Lucius. Sometimes you just got to put yourself first. And that's where I'm at with it. I'm standing on putting myself first and... At this point, like my therapist said, you can't pour from an empty cup and multiple other cups. I can't pour. I can't pour. (laughs) My cup is half full and I can't pour a bunch of empty cups up. 
I, I won't I won't do it. If you can't pour into me, I can't pour into you. And um it might sound selfish and everything is not a barter, but that's kinda like, you know, if you work in a restaurant, right? And every week you feed this one person every week, every week you give them free food. They get free food every week, every week, every week. The week you like, oh shit, I'm about to close. I don't got no money. You know, I'm not making no money here. I got to close my business. And they be like, oh, I just came into some money. Da, 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 da. And they don't offer you a fucking dime. You pour it from an empty cup. You was making sure they ate. They were using you and they can't even help you when it's time to like offer anything. That's how I feel. Just pouring from fucking empty cup and you can't do that no more. Not with a job, not in relationships, situationships, friendships, family situations. You can't do it. You got to put yourself first. You cannot give when you don't have it. Like, and sometimes it's not like finance. Sometimes it's just your spirit. Sometimes it's your ability to make people smile. Sometimes it's your ability to give advice. Sometimes it's, you know, just your ability to make a situation not seem that bad. There are so many things that are undervalued that you may undervalue about yourself. And you can't always compromise that with people. People see your value. And if they don't, once you're removed, they'll see it. That's how I feel. But enough about my business and Sierra's business. She's pregnant with her fourth child with um her and Russell Wilson. One thing about it, I be forgetting that she got a baby with Future. So when they were like, their third child together. I was like, ain't this her fourth child? Don't she got three kids already? Child, I forgot that Future is that boy's daddy. And I need y'all to forget that shit too. We ain't, Russell Wilson is his daddy. But people are like, damn, another one? Me, listen, they make beautiful children. He's successful. She's successful. Have all the children you can afford. Have a good time as long as you can afford them, as long as you got time and space for them. And them kids seem to be happy and thriving. You know, she still ain't got as many as her first baby daddy. So have some more if you can do it, you know, and, you know, help have a healthy labor, healthy babies, and, you know, uh, fi- be able to finance it. Should have all the children you want. Speaking of children, Summer Walker and Lil Meech split up because he was cheating on her. And apparently somebody um, caught a ring light, a ring um, camera, ring bell camera of him going into some girl's apartment. And he said that that was his cousin. He's helping to bring the groceries in. There is so many things to unlock about this video, right? And I know this was some stuff I was supposed to talk about last week. And it's old by the time y'all listen to it. But I still wanted to talk about it because I just found it funny. The funny part is the ring doorbell camera was facing like literally across the hall from the apartment that he went into. So I think two things happened. Either that neighbor just didn't give a shit. And was like, oh, well, ain't nobody going to beat me. I, yeah, I'll sell it to the shade room. Can't nobody beat me. You know, whatever. Or Chicky Chick that invited him over had the neighbor set up that ring light camera so she can get footage. So she can make some money, too. I'm starting to think that's the latter. Like, I think that she know exactly because to have to know, like, that's exactly the angle 
and that girl and him can knock on your door and be like, what's up? Why the fuck would you do that? And y'all could be out there scraping. Either you got big balls, like King Kong balls, and don't give a fuck, or Chicky Chick across the hall, set that thing up so he can get um, caught up. Also, the very funniest thing is the fact that this man had not one grocery, not one grocery, not one bag. That girl was not giving cousin. Like, it was late as hell, no groceries. But someone made a good point. They didn't have sexual intercourse fully with penetration because of the fact that the girl walked him out fully clothed in the same outfit she uh, uh, brought him in. And if you ever had, like, a sneaky leak or somebody come through, you do not put your full outfit back on. You are in a robe. You might have a T-shirt, some shorts. You definitely am not putting a full bodysuit, sweatsuit back on and walk him out the door and let him leave. Like, it be giving at the door, all right, see you. (laughs) With a little little silk robe, all right, bye. With, With a little dress or something. You are not putting a whole sweatsuit back on so I ain't saying no sexual things happen, but I definitely don't think that they had intercourse. Um, but I guess like um, what's her name? Summer Walker was upset and was just like, he needs to go see the lady. I'm not trying to be funny. It always be the people who really need therapy. They always try to tell everybody else to go to therapy. Y'all only think about therapy in forms of relationships and uh, companionship. Summer, you need to go to therapy. Like, I'm not even being funny when I say this. If you can point out the fact that he needs to go to therapy, he's 23. He's doing shit that 23-year-old people do, especially a 23-year-old man that is successful in his prime. He's really, you know, he's still a kid. His brain isn't developed. He doesn't have the life that you have. He hasn't had the experience that you have had either. He... You know, if y'all kind of know his story, he's kind of was like a sheltered kid for a little bit, you know, Um, went to private schools. He never experienced this type of thing. Like, y'all are both newly famous, but you're just a little bit older. You had a little bit more life experience than him. I don't understand what lady you would like for him to see. He's fucking, I don't think a 23-year-old should go to a therapist about his relationships. I'm just being completely honest. At 23, we all fuck up. Unless there is like a serious mental health issue, I don't feel like going to a therapist at 23 to see why you're a cheater is that fucking serious. Like, unless like you are really struggling mentally, stop telling people to go see the lady. He's 23, his brain ain't fully developed, and he's just out here. And Summer is like damn near 30. Like, girl... You came with a whole lot of shit going on. You jumped so far deep into these relationships. You have to f- kind of do your own therapy, do your own healing. See, you can wear them white dresses and go through your white phase, and you can do the spirituality shit, but there is still something in you that keeps longing for long-term relationships with temporary people, and you keep getting yourself in these stupid-ass situations with these ain't-shit niggas. You need to do your own therapy. Stop telling them to do their therapy. Do your therapy and figure out why the fuck you're attracting the people that you're attracting. And why the fuck did you think that it would be any benefit to you to date a man that is only 23? 
when you are at least 28 with three kids, two of them are one years old. Like, be serious. You have uh, three under three. Why? 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 And that's the thing. Y'all be so relationship-based. And that's the thing that I get irritated. People get so weird when I say, like, I am not, like, the type of person that's, like, super relationship-based, super male craze, super, like, longing for companionship in that way because I've done my healing. I figured my shit out. I have these boundaries now. I have this respect for myself, this, you know, confidence within myself. No matter how bad I might have an insecure day, I still reign confident that I know that I just cannot exchange spirits with the wrong person no more. That's a young bitch sport. I'm 32. I don't have time. I never really been boy crazy, but I've always like dated. Like I don't mind dating casually and dating and shit like that. This is like when this is different for me where it's kind of like, I literally cut everybody off this year. Like I, I think it was like just one person I was consistently like even trying to see something with, but to be the most part, I went into this year cutting motherfuckers off. Like, I deleted those apps. I ain't, I didn't give a shit about none of those conversations. I have literally been working on my healing. And I feel like the last month where I haven't been in the gym, I haven't been juicing. Oh, hell, them broke loose. And it's like, uh-uh, I got to get back on my Zoom because I got to get back into working on me and focus on my spirit. And I need Summer Walker and anybody else that kind of keep getting in these dumbass situations where y'all be in love with people for, like, the honeymoon phase and y'all make real serious decisions. I think anything under... I think anything within six months, it's easy to move on. It's easy to move on. I feel like if you're constantly... And the thing that makes Summer Walker look stupid is you kept sliding in DMs with people. You kept arguing with people. You keep doing bird shit. That's what makes Summer Walker dumb. She does bird brain shit. Like, at some point, you have to realize that you are not the everyday girl. Because even the everyday girl, after three niggas, the people on social media don't want you talking about how niggas ain't shit. We don't care. Stop venting to us. We do not care. Stop sliding in people's DMs, screenshotting it. You look like a bird. You're sitting here, and that's why I talked about it before when I was talking about the Usher situation and, like, how guys were like, oh, it's SZA. Listen, if you can beg the the type of guys that these everyday girls can beg, you should want somebody that's unavailable. A little chicky chick at a club appearance should not be able to pull your nigga. And the fact that he's so easy to be pulled, you should be able to move that situation around. You arguing and people DMs and stuff looks crazy. And that girl that had that um, Demise chain, now I feel like she probably was messing around with him but tried to cover it up and he played her and she got mad. See, Summer, you keep making yourself look too obtainable. You look like a bird. It's bird shit. Let it go. Like, you be, you have to do, like, and this is where I say sometimes the, the spiritual bitches be fake. Because y'all be doing all the spiritual work and 
the healing, you and your white, um, your all white face. That's like a spiritual thing. Like when you were white for a year or whatever, you do all of that. You you wrap your hair. You uh, manifest your lighting candles, your Palo Santo, and saging it up. You're writing these things down. You are reading Queen Atfua or buying the book at least, and you're not on your Zoom because you still do the same toxic-ass bullshit and you still don't see you in your higher self. And that's why in conjunction of whatever spirituality that you choose, you need some therapy because you keep, you want, you hear what you want to hear and not hear what you need to hear. You worrying about this boy going to see the lady. You go see the lady your damn self and you won't, and you, once you see the lady yourself, you'll never attract another meet again. And meet London or the, the twins daddy. If you actually do the work. But let, 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 let's get into this. We, things are about to get messy from here on out. So buckle, buckle in, y'all. Y'all ready? Let's go. Tory Lanez was sentenced this week to 10 years in prison for um, shooting Megan Thee Stallion and for carrying a firearm as a felon. Um, it ain't too much to talk about with that because I mean it is what it is. He found he got found guilty. He got to do ten years. He had an option to you know be a, a to plead out. He didn't want to do that. His lawyers at first tried to like get him a good guilty plea where he would have had to do between two to six. He did not want to do that. He stood tall on the fact that he ain't shoot that lady just to later confess that he shoot that shot that lady. Y'all are mad at Megan Thee Stallion because the L.A. courts, the L.A. judge decided to lock his black ass up for 10 years because what? He wanted to shoot at someone else. And the thing that's being crazy is I see, I saw an IG model. I don't really fuck with these girls. I don't know who she is. I just know she like an IG girly. Heather Rose said, oh, you know, to get... 10 years for shooting somebody in their pinky toe is crazy. I'm deleting all of Megan Thee Stallion. Did Megan Thee Stallion arrest him? No. Did Megan Thee Stallion press charges against him? No. Did Megan Thee Stallion shoot herself? No. Did Megan Thee Stallion tell him to shoot her? No. Therefore, why the fuck is this Megan Thee Stallion's fault? The thing about it is, like they said, the day that she was shot, Tory Lanez was not drunk. He was able to walk fine, talk fine. He was not belligerently drunk that day. He was very much um, able to, you know, operate a gun. He did not shoot. That gun was shot at, precis at precision. He meant to do it. And I just, I'm just tired of having this conversation. I'm going to tell y'all like this. You pull a gun out on me, if the laws don't get you first, then something else will. I will never make nobody feel okay by pulling a gun out on me, let alone shooting at me. When you decide to shoot at somebody, I don't care if it hit a tree and it didn't touch me. You're doing some time because why the fuck would you shoot at me? So y'all always want to stand on wrong and y'all are so male identified that y'all will find any excuse to make a man not be responsible for his own actions. 
Like, a bitch can't even get justice for being shot. Y'all keep saying it grazed her foot. I don't give a fuck if it grazed her hair. To shoot at somebody is absolutely crazy. I really grew up in a hood, and I know men on these streets, if someone pull a gun on them, and even if they don't pull, they will go back and retaliate and end their lives because of the fact that you had the balls to pull a gun on them. One of the rules that I always heard is if you pull a gun on somebody, you better be ready to shoot them. If you don't shoot them, you better know that you're you ha- you're liable liable to be shot at. Tory Lanez is very lucky that he was arrested because what if nothing happened? What if the cops didn't know? Was she she lied originally because she didn't want to see him go to jail. She didn't want to see him killed kill by the police. Let's say they believed her lie and they didn't pick up a case on their own. People in Houston, if he went there, could have filmed him because we wouldn't even know anything. Let's say it's the hospital and then some people pulled up on him and hurt him seriously. What he did is not cool. It's not cool. And y'all want to keep making it cool. It's so weird. And women, if you are someone that's dating a man that said free Tory Lanez, I really need you to pay attention. Men, like anybody, any sexual orientation, if you are dating someone that posted free Tory Lanez, you really need to question their mindset, especially women, like men that are dating women that said that, you need to pay attention because if you try to have a child with her, especially a daughter, just know that she won't protect her daughter because she does not protect women. She does not see the value of protecting other women. I will never justify why someone shot someone else, shot at them unprovoked. Unfucking provoked because you ain't like the shit she was saying. That's fucking crazy. And I really, really have to think like what type of damage was uh, done to a bitch that's such a fucking pick me that she feels like she needs to ride out and talk about Tory Lanez. Iggy Azalea, Zalia bitch you wanted everybody to believe you about that cheating ass baby daddy and how he abused you but you gonna write a letter on the fucking behalf of Tory Lanez and that's why it'd be like I can't fool I'm not I'm not cool with all bitches because some of you bitches is dumb you're a dumb bitch deport that bitch too why the fuck is she here she don't work she has no jobs here in America that lady do not work Get her ass up out of here. Like, that just, that pissed me off so fucking bad to fucking do that. But y'all want to, y'all don't give a fuck about about, uh, about Megan Thee Stallion. Y'all don't give a fuck about it. Y'all don't give a fuck to sit there and continue to blame her. I don't know how often, how does the, the, the fucking prosecutors gotta spell out that he shot her he harassed her. He made threats. He leaked shit to blocks. They literally said all of this. He had three different lawyers. They have counsel. He has went against everything his lawyers advised. He is the reason he is doing 10 years in jail. Hopefully he only got to do six. 
for and I hope within those six he understand what he did was wrong. But y'all keep standing up for it. Y'all are letting him know that he did nothing wrong, that he can get out of jail and shoot somebody else. Y'all did the same stupid shit with R. Kelly. Y'all sat here and made every excuse why that wasn't R. Kelly on them tapes. Every excuse why he didn't uh, continue to target young women and abuse young women to the point where they had to do a five-fucking-part documentary about the effects of R. Kelly because for 20 more years, y'all allow him to reign fucking free. Because nobody wanted to hold him accountable the first fucking time. And the first fucking time is when we found out that he uh, married 15-year-old Aliyah and got her pregnant. That was the first time. The second time was the tapes where he was clearly on it. I ain't see it. I was only 10. But y'all motherfuckers saw it. And from anybody that I know that saw it, they said that it was him. And he went to jail. And he went on years later to perform a tribute for himself at the goddamn BET Awards. Y'all protect predators. And that's what's disgusting. But y'all don't got too much smoke for Tory Lanez. But then when y'all hear about Lizzo being sued for a hostile work environment, Y'all want to fucking have a field day with Lizzo and want her to fucking lose this case. And we're going to talk about Lizzo's case. Do I think that the things that them girls were saying was true? Yes. Do I think Lizzo is nasty? No, I don't think she's nasty. Do I think that she got too comfortable? Yes, she did. She got too comfortable. And this is the thing where it's, it's hard to understand where you can build a relationship with people and when you got to be a stern supervisor. And also, do I feel like a little bit of what them girls saying is a little bullshit on top of bullshit? Yeah. But did these things occur? Yes. Are they probably being taken out of context? Yes. But but that's because they were in a work environment and things are often taken out of context, right? I had a supervisor last year say to me that another person um was classy and i was the uh i was the not classy when i said how am i not classy oh because you be you always got something to say oh no because i speak the fuck up is the problem now again i could have reported that to hr and i could report it a hostile work environment just based off that commentary alone also somebody that was my supervisor and wasn't my supervisor at first, they became my supervisor leader, still didn't want to understand that there was a now a boundary between us being colleague and supervisor and would say very inappropriate things around me that I still could have fucking reported. Mind you, I don't think that this motherfucker was trying to do anything to me, but because you're now my superior, as you want to say so hard, you have to act like my superior all the way through. You were getting too familiar and too personal. Now, could I win that case? Yeah. Could he very well life been ruined? Yeah. Could it be, you know, could it be, have, could some people be like, oh, I don't think that, could have been subjective? Like, well, I don't think they meant anything. Or did they, they could have. They could have. Even when I had issues at my last job with other women, and I could, I could have very well been like, I didn't feel protected in this situation. And if I reported that, Everybody would have lost their fucking job. Every fucking body could have lost their fucking job. So when you create, because there's no boundaries, there's no fucking boundaries, you know? And what happened with Lizzo is 
you wanted companionship with a lot of these girls and you was trying to create a sisterhood and you know and it's all admirable but there still needs to be a line of professionalism there and that's why y'all need like an HR rep around y'all when y'all do tour y'all need to be separated you know from your dancers and your singers and your crew and things like that you need somebody like an EOO person there to just make sure things are going the way they're supposed to also one of the complaints was kind of like oh you know if you weren't one of down with a lot of things and to have fun and turn up you wouldn't be able to fly on a private jet okay moving forward nobody can fly on a private jet all y'all bitches get on a bus like i would just make it to the point where i ain't not even as an incentive can somebody ride on a jet um also they were like oh you know you didn't get picked for certain shows that would be in your contracts you will not dance at every performance that lizzo has like, do I think, I think just pay these bitches out their contract. That's what I said. They felt a way about it. All of this shit is subjective. You could very well have done all those things. And you could also have, it could have also been like free and fun and everybody was having a good time. And it wasn't a problem in the moment. But when it becomes a problem, when motherfuckers didn't get paid. When you decided to fire them, you should have dot your eyes and crossed your T's. Now, my last situation, they lucky I went and found a better job. Because it would be my word as an employee against everybody else's. And because I am the employee, I have proof I could have had a field day there. Because I was in constantly in very uncomfortable situations. Constantly. Even like that whole, when y'all be like, oh, y'all know beefing with a coworker, like for real, for real, for real situations. You know, when you decide to fire somebody, you better make sure that they can't come back on your ass. And for real, for real, that's why with firing, you're really supposed to have a three strike rule, probation period, whatever. But in these fields, they're not protected, you know, um, but do I think, you know, Lizzo's a bad person? No. I just think that she's learning a lot of this stuff. And I, I don't think she physically harmed anybody. I think a lot of things are subjective. A lot of things are feelings. Um, and a lot of things are just inappropriate behavior for the work environment. It's cool to do with your friends and turn up, but these bitches are not your friends. And I definitely think that um, just I would just pay them out. I just pay them bitches out and call it a damn day. Um, because honestly, they're, the dumbest thing that they did was go public. When they could have just had, not filed a lawsuit, but if they just would have had a conversation with a lawyer and presented it to them first and let them weigh their options to, you know, quietly settle. We would have known anything. I think the it was it's definitely a part of a smear smear campaign for her and the fact that a lot of people decided to, you know, when they said fat shame, she did not call any of those girls a name. She mentioned the fact that one of the girls' dancing ability changed and her spirit changed, and the girl, um, she's a big girl. Um, all her dancers are. She admitted to gaining weight. Lizzo made a comment like, hey, you know, like other people would fire you for losing, gaining weight. 
that's very inappropriate. I don't think that's anything she should have said. But I also wonder, you know, do are y'all going to hold that standard to other people? Because Lizzo is doing a lot of great work with hiring bigger dancers. That, But the thing is, she's hiring big girl dancers that can fuck the stage up better than any smaller counterpart out here. So if you're not doing that, it don't matter that you're a big girl. She needs top-notch dancers, period, regardless of size. So if you're not doing what the fuck she needs you to do and you're not keeping up with the booms and the kicks, then, baby, you just might... You just might have to figure it out. You might have to. So I don't think that it was an appropriate conversation, and I don't think she, like, called the girl fat or anything like that. I just think that the way she probably... She shouldn't have had that conversation with them. I think that a therapist is needed on stage for when girls' um, personalities get low. I think that maybe a nutritionist, someone that is able to provide meals for the crew, or, you know, you put in a contract, hey, on offshore days, workouts need to happen. You know, while we're on tour, you know, we need to work out. We need to do this. We need to do that. Also, rehearsals every five shows, we need to rehearse. We're going to look at the footage like it's a football game. I think that's what y'all need to do. Stop talking about people. Wait, talk about their performance ability. I want you to sit here and look at the footage. If you miss five steps, baby, you on probation. You was on probation. And it ain't got nothing to do with your weight. But if that's how, if you want to run a tight ship, because I'm going to tell you all this. I noticed Beyonce dancers on their off days, them niggas are in some type of fitness class. I seen it with all of them. The, the smallest to the largest, the singers too, they are working out on their off days because it is a sport. You are an athlete. You, you're an athlete, point blank, period. You know? Let me go to the next topic. But do I think Lizzo should just pay them kids? Yes, pay them girls out. Leave it the fuck alone. Child, on Sunday, April 5th, was a mind you, April 5th, 2023, was a monumental day down in Alabama. Child, all I'm going to say about this, because I know y'all done heard about it, heard about it, heard about it, heard about it. One thing about it is we are not peaceful. We're, I feel like in Alabama specifically, Black people, you know, while under the advisement of the NAACP and Martin Luther King in the 1960s, 1950s and 1960s, were very peaceful, very nonviolent. They went through so much, especially descendants of people from Alabama, Montgomery to be exact, um, watched their grandparents be hosed down, watched their grandparents being dragged and beat, dogs hitting them, tear gas at lunch counters. Like the history of, of uh, Jim Crow is so rich. And in Alabama, Montgomery to be exact, is that we are only two generations removed from it. Martin Luther King would have been like in his 90s right now. You know, to go to a river 
a river um, front. And I know in Philadelphia, we have the the Delaware River area, but that's where the spirit of Philadelphia and the Mushulu docket, I mean docket, and you also cannot leave your boat there because that is where they dock it. And to feel as a, because you want to, you're going to dock your post, personal boat when a man told you to move it several times because that is where they dock their boat. That is where the riverfront docks their boat. This is their, you know, dock, docking station. When you um, buy a boat, like like in Philadelphia, if you are at the riverfront, you have your own, it's like, a, it's like an apartment. You have your own parking space. You cannot dock your boat in somebody else's space. That's yours. You rent that out. When he's telling you to move because you're holding up the dock and you choose not to, instead you try to say a racial slur, attack him and jump him while he's doing his freaking job. And then y'all think that y'all are going to get away and nobody else is going to attack. Baby, them people that was on that boat, First of all, we had a man sit there and swim seven seas to get his ad, little boy, 16, swam across the ocean to tear somebody up. And listen, y'all just thought black people can't swim. Y'all better stop saying that bullshit because I ain't never seen nobody swim to whoop some ass. That is, you know, back in the day when you be like, ain't no river, ain't no mile how high enough, ain't no volley low enough to keep me off your ass. Or it's a, uh, Mama Joyce. It ain't no river deep enough that's going to keep me off your ass. That is what happened. And they tore them people up. And at this point, I ain't going to lie, it was very joyous for me to see this. It was very joyous because I'm so sick of white people putting their hands on black people. I'm tired of the Karen shit feeling like because you want to do something or you um are the you think you're the majority of this con- of this uh country that your people built this country no my built my people built this country involuntarily built this country we have been used and abused and it is so people are fucking sick and tired of turning the other cheek and people are like oh I don't you know I just don't think that more violence when you see a man doing his job, being jumped, your coworker, what do you do? Because if they were black people that put their hands on this man, y'all wouldn't have thought nothing of it if other people jumped in it. It's when y'all see people do shit that white people do. And that is why I said before, stop with the respectability politics because these motherfuckers don't give a fuck. They, are biz- they were business owners and everything they were very they were able to even afford to have a boat docked on a uh at the uh riverfront these are not intelligent unintelligent people these are not people without access they know exactly what the fuck they were doing y'all need y'all gonna fuck around and find out that people are not playing with y'all and i'm so glad this happened in alabama if you ever watch four little girls or you watch any documentary pertaining to Jim Crow laws in the South, you will understand how disrespected Alabamians are, were. Like, I, for, like, for the life of me, I wish they whipped their asses just a little more. I knew an ass whipping was about to ensue for sure when I seen three guys with their shirts off run 
then skip as soon as they got in front of the boat. When you see somebody run up to a fight and then start skipping before they swing, I grew up in the hood. Anytime I've ever seen it, I knew the fight was about to get real crazy. Either I'm going to stick around and watch or I need to leave, like ASAP. Because when they start skipping, shit is about to get real. It's like a certain joy that hit these motherfuckers when they skip before a fight. If somebody skipped to you right before they swing, you better fight with all your might. I knew as soon as I saw that man skip, I said, oh, shit. Oh, shit. That, listen. Now, Pop-Pop that grabbed the chair. The reason why, I don't find it funny that he was hitting people with a chair. I just feel like, I think, look at the history of Alabama and look at his age. I think a lot of them were like the class of 1975 of their college. It was like a college reunion, I think, from Alabama A&M or something like that. That means these people are like in their seven, late. Some of these people are like 70s, 80s or whatever. You had to realize the type of turmoil they went through growing up in the South. And the type of disrespect they endured from white people. And to see a young man in 2023 try to do his job being attacked and called a, the, a hard ER nigga by white people while trying to do their job. You know how fucking triggering that is? I think this is an example of people feeling like, you know, America's not racist, or that happened so long ago. It's not that long ago. It's really a generation difference. This, these are baby boomers that went through this. You know, like Martin Luther King died in 1968. Did y'all ever watch a documentary? Martin Luther King died at 40. It's all like, are you serious? You don't understand why they would attack the way that they did in protection of their brother. They have watched men be lynched, children be lynched, women be lynched. Emmett Till would be alive today. So to watch somebody get there, get pummeled for no reason and jump by a gang of white men for telling them to move several times and have a conversation with them several times. It's very disgusting. Yeah, there could be jokes about it, and some of the parts of that fight was downright motherfucking hilarious. Like when the white guy got tired of fighting, so he jumped and swam in the water like a little goddamn mermaid. That shit took me out. But it's also a very rich and very scary and says history behind it that I just feel like is being missed. So when you guys are talking about violence, these are people that fucking marched. Their family members marched. Their family members could have been lynched, died, hung, whatever, beaten, attacked by dogs, attacked by tear gas. They have that history, that experience. So yeah, it was triggering. And their motherfuckers are tired. Keep your hands to yourself. And I bet you y'all won't go around doing that shit no more. And I hope they bring charges to the people who started that fight. Because everybody else is an unsung hero. But I have a let it go sis question. Um, The question was, how to transition a new position um, within the same company? 
Um, my advice for that is I've done this before. I think the best advice that is very hard to do is you set up your old position. You finalize whatever you have to do. You um, do whatever it is that's necessary of you and you transition that role to somebody else. That is the best thing to do. So once you start taking your job, unfortunately, you have to leave that job totally alone. You can no longer help. You can answer a question here or there, but it's not your priority. Do not prioritize whatever has happened within that department. If you're able to provide support there in your uh, spare time, yeah, answer an email here or there, but you no longer have anything to do with that position. You have to leave it totally behind because then you'll end up doing two positions for one salary. Also, you'll become overwhelmed and you'll make things harder. You are in a transition of learning your new position and you are no longer required to do anything for that job. You know, um, I would say uh, tie up any loose ends within your last two weeks at that job in that position and be a new person, you know, walk into that new position. Like you don't know a thing you want to learn leave whatever happened at the other department there, they have to figure it out the same way it was handed to you to figure out. You can provide some support, but that is not your focus anymore. You focus on what you need to focus on. If they have a question, in your meantime, if they emailed you Monday and you emailed them Wednesday, you do it in your spare time, whatever answers you have available. And I bet you by the time you emailed them on Wednesday, they already figured this shit out. Um, but congratulations on your new role. Um, but that's pretty much my advice. S clean slate it out. You know, you got to leave that position exactly where it's at. No longer helping out and don't do two roles at once. You are learning your new role. Walk into that new role, walk into that new phase and leave that bullshit behind. That's like leaving. That's like, uh, helping out an ex-boyfriend. You got a new boyfriend. Leave that ex in the bag. Leave that zero back there. Toodaloo. Um, my glow up topic this week, um, I saw a, a clip of Issa Rae's masterclass where she said, you know, she glad that she found success in her 30s because, you know, she probably would have been home in her 20s had she been so successful. And it made me think about, um, she was joking, but it made me think about, you know, becoming successful prematurely but went before you're ready. And I think, you know, sometimes we are like, oh God, this didn't happen for me yet. Why didn't this occur? Why did I wait until, why did I have to wait this long to be, you know, th to reach this level of success? I had to pay my dues. It's because, so that you can um, navigate the way that you're supposed to. You ever see somebody um, just become very, successful very early in life and they will tell you all of the mistakes they made that they're like damn I just I wish I would have known I, w I wish I would have known about interest rates I wish I would have learned about this I wish I would have had the um the mindset to handle things differently or you know I wasn't ready for that amount of responsibility you know a lot of times with me I realized Certain things didn't happen when I was younger just because I wasn't in a space to be able to handle it. 
you know, or it might have been like uh, this would have demanded a lot of my attention. And there were other things in my life that was happening that needed my attention that I probably would not have been able to give it to, you know, or I had to be there because I had to meet this person and I had to meet this person because this person would have afforded me a, a different way of thinking. They would have they I've learned life lessons from this. You know, I don't know why I had the job I had before, but some of the knowledge that I gained from a past job where I wasn't being paid shit has guided me into several positions later. And it has been so, you know, um, what's the word for so good to have, like in these meetings, just having this knowledge and it has been an asset is what I'm trying to say. And I'm like, that's a damn job that didn't pay me nothing when I first got out of college. And the knowledge that I've gained there has been an asset in so many other spaces that I wouldn't even know about, you know, outside of work, but like in personal relationships and things that's going on with my family. If I didn't have that first job, I was it was so many ways I didn't know how to navigate certain things. It was people I had to meet there. It was experiences I had to handle. There was uncomfortable conversations that I had to have very early at a younger age um, that I just wouldn't have had. So now that I'm older and I'm reaching this level of success, I'm able to be like, oh, yeah, this is what I need. You know, I'm able to be confident and ask about what I need. I'm able to walk in meetings confidently. I'm able to save money. I'm able to have conversations. I'm able to just think so wholeheartedly. I realized like if I would have made this type of money in my 20s, I would have been buying bottles, doing all types of shit. I would have been in the clubs. I would have been having fun. I would have probably gotten crazy amounts of credit cards and traveled and been in spaces I didn't need to be in, you know, just just trying to be grown, you know? It's so many people that I meet that's like, oh, you know, I jumped off the porch too early. Sometimes everybody don't need to jump off the porch early. And I think we just need to be confident in whatever season you're in while you're in it. Because you never know why you have to go through this journey. Um, but I always think about that. Like, if I would have kind of, I'm kind of glad that I didn't rush success and I didn't, um, and things happen in the way that it's supposed to be. And I told y'all this before. I met with a, um, a psychic when I was going to my last year of college. And she was like, oh, you know, after college, you'll find a job, but it's not going to make a lot of money. And for a long time, you're going to help people. And there isn't going to be a lot of money, but you're going to change lives and you're going to affect people. and You're going to help a lot of people and you won't realize it yet. And it won't make sense, um, but you'll be rewarded for it later. And it will um, definitely, your experiences will come in here. She said all this shit. She said some more shit about relationships, but I don't even want to get into that. But it rang true. Mind you, I didn't even think about no more what that lady said after I left that day. But years passed and her words came true. Like it came to fruition. And I wasn't even like, thinking about it cognitively. Um, but I understood like, yeah, did I help a lot of people? Yeah. Was I compensated? Right. No, but has those experiences shaped me? Yes. 
am I using a lot of stuff as an asset, a lot of knowledge that a lot of people don't have as an asset? Yes. Am I able to think about things in very crisis management way? Yes. These are all innate things that, you know, come through from survival. You could put me in a room, you could put me in a, a very hard and anxiety-based situation, and I'm going to come out. I'm going to be anxious the whole time, but I'm going to always come out swinging, you know. Um, but, yeah, I always have thoughts about that. Like, damn, what would have happened if I would have did this? Or did that? Or what if I would have found, like, a job that made real good money as soon as I was, like, out of college at 23? Child, I don't know. I'm with Issa. I probably would have fucked that money up. I would have been fucking around the entire time, just having fun and probably putting myself in very dangerous situations that I probably don't need to. Um, but yeah, that's my glow up topic. You know, sometimes we just gotta stay down and come up, you know, and everybody's success isn't in the beginning. Life is a journey. And long as we remember that and no, have no regrets, we'll be good. Um, Speaking of a journey, I can't wait to celebrate 100 episodes with you guys next week. Um, this has been a definitely a rewarding experience. I appreciate you all for tuning in every week, telling your friends about it, sharing episodes, um, messaging me, reaching out. Um, I definitely always uh, love hearing about what y'all think about the show. So definitely tweet me at Just Let It Glow on twitter or is it x now um should i make a threat y'all let me know if y'all be on here um follow us on instagram at jst let it glow i am at deandra kiera um we are on tiktok at just let it glow pod um email me any advice questions dm me um any advice questions you can email us any advice questions or business inquiries at just let it glow pod at gmail.com as always my name is deandra kiera and i just pray that you all have a glowtastic week and continue to you know illuminate and be your best self thanks for listening bye Hey, Glow Getters, I really need your help for a great cause to support my family member as he battles cancer and spread awareness regarding sarcoma. There will be a fish fry August 19, 2023 from 4 to 8 p.m. at Deuces Lounge in Philadelphia, located at 4200 Chester Ave. Tickets are $25. Let me know if you want to buy a ticket. Come out and have a great time and support my people. Donations are also very much appreciated and can be sent via cash app to Keith Carter. That's dollar sign K-E-Y-S-E-C-A-R-T-E-R. Thank you in advance. And I know my glow getters are going to show love because that's just how y'all is. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Bye.